This is the Barrel Racer's Edge podcast. Whether you're training your first maturity horse, putting the finish on your current barrel horse, or maintaining a seasoned rodeo horse, we're here to give you that extra edge in the arena and in life. The Barrel Racer's Edge podcast is a show that digs a little deeper into the things that are going to get and keep you and your barrel horse at the top of your game. We're going to be chatting about everything from saddle fit to checking your brain at the gate, conditioning to working on answering that age-old question of train or pain. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's dig in. Hey guys, so today we wanted to sit down and chat about when things are just a little bit off with your horse and you just want to fine tune things a little bit or you feel the need to. Because, you know, in the sport of barrel racing, we're coming down to, gosh, sometimes it's like a thousandth of a second that separates, you know, first from second. And yeah. Have you ever sat down and tried to stop your phone, Elena? (laughs) Like for two tenths, like two tenths of a second, which can be a huge, huge deal breaker. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of us have tried it and it's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we are really fine tuning in this sport. So you know, a lot of what I do and Elena does too, is we're always, she's kind of trying to rule out the train end of things. And I'm trying to rule out the pain end of things. And a lot of the people that I work with are too. And um, we kind of just came up with three different ways that we as riders tend to show up when something's just not quite right or just a little off. Um, And yeah, the first one that I can see often is you know, when it's, you get hard on yourself and you think you're just being a little bit of a crazy barrel racer, maybe getting a little too detailed and you criticize your intuition and just say, ah, oh, it's just all in my head. I'm just, it's yeah, it, it, it's nothing. Have you ever had that experience? <laughs> oh, definitely. But I've learned over the years that it's not nothing anymore. <laughs> right? I know. You need I- to trust your intuition and trust your gut and, uh, and well, we'll get into it more, but building a team around you that you can reach out for help. Right. Mm-hmm. That gets it too. Yeah. 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 I used to, yeah. Struggle with this too, a little bit more. You think, Oh, maybe I'll just train harder or push harder and mm. ignore that instinct. It can be easy to yeah. do, but. And then there could be the opposite of, of what we do is we'll just go and do everything. And then yeah, you don't right. even know what it was that helped <laughs> the next time right? when it shows up <laughs> yeah well that next one yeah you can totally do that too and the other outlook to have is like something's a bit off so then it's just like oh it's another thing oh my god they're just broken I I don't even know what to do and you almost get frozen in just trying to make a decision of like what to do next (laughs) yeah Yeah. there will be some that'll just throw in the towel because they've just had enough and and gosh we all know how expensive it is as well yeah but (laughs) totally my my huge quote always is how bad do you want it (laughs) how bad do you want to (laughs) win yeah well and even to find joy in the process can be helpful too you know in thinking that it's all going to be perfect always if we aren't happy until it's perfect, well, heck, we're not going to be happy very often. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but one yeah, that, that like... can be a tough feeling. I've had it because I've dealt with, you know, quite a few instances of 
reoccurring, even lameness or, or just, you know, it feels like roadblocks, but, you know, I found that if you can deal with it a little bit more like a speed bump Mm -hmm. and just keep your outlook kind of like the third perspective where you just see it as actually an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Whereas if the horse is already working, wow, well, we can make this even better, you know? So I, I think that able you know our ability to be able to shift that can be yeah it's an opportunity to come up with a plan and and every time something like this comes up we can we we get to learn as well yeah yeah totally and I think you build trust and communication with your horse as you go through that process Mm -hmm. you know um that you can hear them and and yeah definitely Mm -hmm. I think you had a little story for us to share about um when you kind of found maybe a little speed bump with a derby horse that you had. Yeah. I mean, gosh, there's so many, but we're, you know, just, I was just trying to think up something that, um, you know, several years ago, I had a horse, um, a really nice, he was doing really great at the futurities and, and doing pretty good with it. Well, doing really good with the derbies as well. And, and, uh, after, you know, I started noticing some not so great behavior at the gate, um, kind of sort of popping off this third barrel, but more the gate issue. I thought, ah, oh, he used to like this a lot more. So, um, there was a little tiny trickle of blood coming out of his nose after his run. And I, my heart just dropped because my gut knew, <laughs> so I did have him scoped and turned out that he was a bleeding or had bled and, instantly my I just was like oh my god my horse is broken I I I can't deal with having to go through all the phases of dealing with a bleeding horse and but you know this horse was actually really really great and and I was just so upset I had one more run that weekend and um I was kind of had a tear in my eye and said to a friend like we just found out he's a bleeder and she looked at me and, you know she's a great futurity trainer as well and she looked at me and said did he break his leg and I'm like well no like, well, he's not broken you know <laughs> and this is kind of when like bleeding really started becoming prevalent in Canada here mm-hmm. so I wasn't super experienced with it I knew it was kind of happening and you know but um, there was so much more awareness brought to it um, around this time and my first hands-on experience with a personal horse and and um, and I was like oh boy Elena give your head a shake you're right he ain't broken and, <laughs> and it was an opportunity like I, I learned a lot from it because of the, the little tiny signs that he was giving me mm-hmm. and and it was an opportunity to help him help us uh, mm-hmm. get to the winning circle again like you know, so I was gracious in the end. And it's just some of these things and we got to deal with in order to have these high end caliber barrel racing horses. Right. Yeah. And I always think like, if their hearts in it, if they really love it and if they need a little support, then heck Mm -hmm. that's, you know, the least we can do. Cause if you tried to keep me on the sidelines because I need a little bit of extra help. <laughs> yeah. I would go stir crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it. yeah. And how did he respond after you kind of came up with a plan and were able to support him? Yeah, definitely better. And in, in my heart just felt so much better too. Cause I, you know, it's a code of care. I, I definitely didn't want him bleeding, bleeding out, like as simple as using Lasix and, you know, really good conditioning 
exercises and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, it, uh, you know, it's a pain in the butt. And I know a lot of you people out there listening have dealt with it or heard about it, but, um, so worth it to our animal that's running so hard for us. And, um, I felt that it definitely improved him. Um, and did he get happier at the gate? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And it still had to get a little over a little bit of training as well with it. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, just because there's muscle memory there, you know, like they, they just assume they're going to be out of breath and they're going to be panicked and stuff. So, you know, accompanied, um, what the vet had recommended and everything along with training. So mm-hmm. um, definitely improved and stuff, but oh, yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. I think the more that we can really frame things as opportunity, you know, another way I can see it come up is saddle fit issues. Oh man. Yeah. That's no, just, it, oh, it can be, it can be, yeah, it could just be a little bit and some horses can handle it and some horses just can't even handle a smidgen of an unfit saddle. <laughs> but the thing is when we're dealing with a smidgen amount of time, like a 10th or a hundredth or a thousandth of a second, mm-hmm you may as well be getting a good spit and saddle. <laughs> yeah. And I always think of it. Well, there's two things I think when saddle fit comes up now, I'm like, especially if the horse is already working, you know, our tendency is the riders to be like, well, they just pulled a check at the last rodeo. And it's like, so could you imagine if we can change this for them? Cause some of those yeah. guys are so gritty, but then when you change that for them, it can make a huge difference. And the other piece I look at is longevity because I kind of watch from a soft tissue standpoint, when you have long-term repeated stress in certain areas from saddle fit issues, mm-hmm. um, if you can get on it earlier, then we can get that broken up scar tissue worked through and they can have more functionality, which is going to give them long-term. It's actually going to even help their joints because they're going to have more balanced, uh, supported strength for all their joints and things like that. So it can, yeah, it, it's a, pyramid of levels that'll help you on but um Mm -hmm. yeah I think it can be really overwhelming finding out that your saddle isn't quite working for your horse um so you kind of can go through all these (laughs) these three different perspective of uh is it really that bad maybe it's just all in my head you know to oh my god I can't even handle this I can't deal with it (laughs) to you know I can see huge opportunity here and I could really make an impact for my horse. And for me, long-term, we put so much time Mm -hmm. and effort and money Mm -hmm. into helping a horse get to the top of their game. And then it's like, if you could have an extra year while they're at the top of your game, would it be worth it? If you could get an extra two seasons together, like, you know, when you think of it in that big picture, it's like, Oh, I think once you yeah. get to those years, you would be pretty yeah. thankful. So once you've put all that time and effort into it, what's just a little bit more? <laughs> yeah, right. When you compare it to buying another horse and getting it all figured out again with them. All over again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got yeah. this. You can do it. So just always try and keep that perspective of opportunity and you know, try and get out of your head. Don't get, you know, into some big stories. Just mm-hmm. look at the task at hand come up with a timeline, a plan, you know, having a system or a program like Elena has. Um, and most trainers, you know, when you have that program, it can be a little bit more helpful for sure. But uh, yeah, there can be like some subtle little things, you know, um, 
Oh gosh, where would I start? Like a horse that maybe shakes his head a little bit on the backside of his barrel. And this is kind of coming up as a new thing. Wasn't doing it before, you know, my system, I would probably go back to like my barrel horse buttons or body control basics and kind of um, bend them laterally and vertically and see if I'm finding any resistance there. Is it something I can fix with training first off, you know, softening them up, getting off the barrel pattern. Um, you know, and then if it keeps showing up, like probably usually after a weekend, I mean, every situation can be, you know, it's in its own scale, I guess you'd say, but, you know, coming from a training perspective, I usually give it a week. Um, you know, I don't want to fatigue anything if I'm concerned, but I'll usually call in for backup after that week. If I can't find that I can get my horse softened up in the bridle and he's still kind of mm -hmm. agitated in his face somewhere, then I definitely call in for backup. Um, whether, you know, Tiffany's obviously, I think y'all know she's on my team, <laughs> yeah. I definitely usually call her or, um, some of the other body care workers I have and then the vet. So, um, it can be, well, and also I'll make sure I watch the horse move, you know, kind of go through all my stuff that I've learned and, um, even the range of motion, um, you know, just going through all that kind of stuff and seeing what I can do on my end. And then if I usually can't get it handled in a week, then I'll call in for backup. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. Yeah. And just keep going from there, I guess. And uh, yeah. And from the, uh, from the people that I usually, that's usually when I get called in is, you know, a lot of times they've been working through it for a week or so, especially if it's a trainer, cause they have a pretty solid program, you know, they've got a pretty solid feel of when they're making traction um, they've got kind of a process to go through and then I'll come in and kind of work through my key mm. areas and have a little program that I go through oh. to try and assess. And, but then again, I mean, there's some times where you just, your gut tells you calling back up now, yeah. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> we can work on this together. You got your, you got your, your person, your, mm. your body care worker and your trainer right there. And you can put it all together right away and get it handled right away. And and come up with yeah. a program. So yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And doing yeah. simultaneously, you don't necessarily need to just quit all the training. It's nice to be able to do the two together so you can really get a feel for when you're making progress. Hey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Usually those things that you just think there's something just off. It's not, it's not an opportunity to throw this, your sucker in the dirt. It's your <laughs> opportunity to figure it out and get it that much better, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Your future uh, self will thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's the times when I get called out and I get it because sometimes it can be overwhelming and I've done the same thing, but when those little indications get kind of ignored or, you yeah. know, you get frozen in indecision, that's usually where I'll get called out a couple it. months later. And then it's yeah. like a big, kind of a big thing. They might need time off. Yeah. They'll probably need way more work. Oh, I do believe the sooner you can catch things, the, yeah, the quicker they'll recover for sure. Yeah. Yeah. The better you can have an eye for movement when something's subtly off on the ground and mm -hmm. yeah, there can yeah. be value in that, you know, trotting them in a small circle in both directions can tell you so much when you're off their back too. Like sometimes, you know, oh, do you find that when oh, you ride yeah. them, it's different than when you just unsaddle yeah. them and just lunge them around you in a small circle to trot so many times it'll be like oh I can see that right hind <laughs> yeah oh absolutely yeah sometimes I'll have someone else crawl on the horse that I was on and I'll watch them being rode 
or other times I'll just lunge them around me and, and watch the way they're moving. Cause yeah, you can't catch everything when you're on your back and you're, but then again, too, sometimes it's good to ride them because then you're feeling something different from what you're seeing on the ground yeah. as well. So yeah, it's like, you need it all. Mm-hmm. I think you need it all. Yeah. And to feel them, you need to feel them. Mm-hmm. And see riding them. wise, you need to actually physically feel them. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes good to have another, you know, professional's opinion, um, what you're seeing, because gosh, especially I find with my own personal horses, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll look for some, I'll find something, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not even there, but it, I think in my mind that it's there. So yeah. <laughs> I always you're like usually having- pretty good. I don't know when I get called out, usually you're pretty, you're, you're pretty localized on what you see. <laughs> Uh, yeah (laughs) that's the thing I guess I always have have learned throughout my years that I definitely need to trust my gut because it it, it's pretty truthful (laughs) yeah yeah it doesn't usually steer you wrong that's Mm -hmm. for sure yeah awesome well I hope I hope through listening to this guys you can try and you know shift your perspective a little bit if you're coming into something that maybe just feeling a little bit off or, or maybe even you just feel like your horse has a little bit more to give. Um, I hope that you're able to kind of keep your mindset in that there's opportunity here and, you know, write out what you're noticing. Writing down is so powerful. Write down the date when you started noticing it. It's so easy to forget that date. Yeah. And um, don't be scared once you've gone through, you know, your, your, foundational buttons with your horse and and um you know kind of work through is this a training issue for you know like a week mm-hmm. um if you really got a solid program then don't be scared to call for backup and and watch your horse move from the ground what else do we have elena watch your horse move from the ground feel their body yeah yeah feel their body like range of motion um yeah. you're really good at teaching that kind of stuff um yeah but yeah, range of motion, just picking up their feet and feeling and gauging. You can write all that stuff down too. Like yeah, you felt that day, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And the more as a horse owner, the more information you can bring Gather. to whoever you're calling in for backup, that gives us so much more power. And no matter how little you think it is, write it down because yeah you know, as a veterinarian or they want to know all those little things, the good, bad. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is when you bring a horse into your veterinarian, they're only getting what you're telling them and what they see in that little snippet. But as the horse owner, you have so much power because you're around them so much more and you kind of know them inside and out. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely write down dates and when you're noticing things and no matter how small, because that could be the difference. Could you imagine if that took four tenths off in the next year oh, <laughs> or six <yeah>. months? Like, <laughs> would that not be worth it? So yeah, yeah, you got this. We got your back. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Keep looking guys. for that opportunity. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, don't forget to enjoy the process. Because if you wait till everything's perfect you're not going to be enjoying much. (laughs) And I do got to say like your team, like your backup plan, do a lot of work and making sure they're, they're people you can trust. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we'll wrap it up for today guys, but um, yeah, don't forget to enjoy the process and we'll talk to you again soon. Yeah. Keep on keeping on. Hey guys, not sure if you've heard, but we've put together a little gift for you. 
We know that it can be a bit of a struggle trying to figure out if an issue you're working through is a training issue or a pain issue. So we've put together five subtle signs that pain could be holding your horse back. It's no cost to you and the link is in the show notes. So go ahead and click it and it'll take you right there. Thanks so much for joining us for today's episode. Be sure to head over and click that subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you feel so compelled, we would love it if you'd leave us a review or even share it with a friend if you think they might find some value in it. We hope you have an amazing day and don't forget to enjoy the process. See you soon.